0: Well, look who is here.
1: It's ATL <laughs> Diva hanging out on
0: the Aftermath. What, is, what do we do to get such a big star like you to come hang out with?
1: <sighs> Guilt for missing the last month of shows, I think.
0: That'll work. <laughs> How you doing? It's good to uh, have you hanging out on your own show. <laughs> right. So, um, Easy's going to be joining us as well. Um, so, to, today... Right, well, first, let me just say this for the people that are going to be watching us for the first time. This is a radio show, The Aftermath. It's a spinoff of a show that we do every week where we're like a hip-hop variety show. We talk about <laughs> a bunch of different subjects. We play hip-hop music. Yes. Uh, we play games. We bicker. We do a lot of things. And The Aftermath is when we talk to interesting guests like who we're going to talk to today. Um, real estate agent by the name of Michael Talley will be hollering at him. So you got ATL Diva here. That's the beautiful young lady you see right there. I'm M16. and. My brother EZ will be joining us in a second because you know, color people have no he late when as comes the time sometimes. You know, it doesn't matter, light skinned or not. So it doesn't matter. We're gonna have a microwave for a second. So we're gonna go ahead and we're gonna go ahead and bring him in. And as soon as we see him on the camera here, we'll give uh-huh. him a high bunch of applause. Because we got a lot to get into. I've been waiting to talk to this this guy for a while. Let's see if we got him here. Mike, you there? Yeah, I'm here. What's going on? All right. What's up, man? How you doing? I'm good. Thank you for having me. Yeah, no problem. So we're Mike the high-budget applause. <laughs> there we go. Yes, it's good to talk to you. So um, you coming on camera?
1: He's like, let me, let, let me figure that out don't look in my my huge tote bag purse here while i'm just buffering time
0: so just buffering time let's see if mike do we still have you
1: he looks like he's still there
0: yeah okay he's uh he just let me know he had a little bit of a connection issue so he'll come back this is stuff that happens and i'm oh. keeping all this in this is the this is the, the raw stuff that you keep in when it comes to stuff like this but um Like I said, he's somebody that um, definitely, you know, been waiting to talk to. uh, But different things, an interesting guy.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. A whole bunch of things, and you know, people are going to have questions, you know, because folks want to get into houses. They got some people that are renting that want to try to find their way into their own home and everything. So, you know, it's a lot to talk about with that. You know, what to expect. You know, how Corona is affecting. The house, everything, everything. So we're going to get into all of that with him and, you know, learn something.
1: So how did you meet him? Like who, who's connected? He?
0: this connection was actually through Mrs. 16 actually, because I had been saying, Hey, I want to, you know, I want to talk to a real estate agent, but I just didn't want to talk to an agent. I, I was like, I want somebody with personality. And she's like, I know
2: exactly. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> 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 awesome.
2: Raphael, can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. We were just waiting to see oh. if we
0: can uh, see you here.
2: Well, yeah, my internet connection had went out, so I didn't hear anything you said up until now.
0: Oh, okay, yeah, well, we were just, you know, basically intro on you, letting everybody know who we were talking to and trying to see if we could get you on camera.
2: Okay, let me see. There's something I need to do. Hold on. Um, Yeah. Just hit the, it's like um, a
1: start the, video button. Yeah. Start button. video button.
0: Yeah. There we go. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. There, there's Mike. So now that we can see him, I'm going to go ahead and give him the high budget applause again.
1: Okay. <laughs> there we go.
0: Thank you. Thank you. So definitely, like I said, you know, I don't know if you say you didn't hear before, but we say we, we appreciate the time, you know, you coming to hang out with us and everything. So. I, was I appreciate the audience know. Yes, sir, because, you know, you're an interesting cat, and we've been waiting to talk to you for a while, you know, life happened, but we're glad we find- we got you here now, and that's what matters. Yes. So, so I wanted to start uh, with you with the beginning of, of your career. So, what was like the spark or the turning point where you were like, I should be util- utilizing my skills doing something else? Like, we all, you know, nine to fives, things of that nature, but when did you say, you know what, How could real- how did real estate become that something else for you?
2: Well, uh, my, my journey is, 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 is kind of interesting because I, I, my first job was at MCI WorldCom back in uh, 2000 when I moved here from Mississippi. Okay. And my boss at the time, his name was Aber, and he was a very successful real estate investor along with a manager at MCI WorldCom. Um, so after I was able to get a few promotions and uh, started to do very well on my job, I remember it was a Thursday afternoon. He called me in his office and he said, Mike, he said, I would, you know, I would really encourage you to think about going into real estate and not to totally depend on this corporate job. Even though you're doing well, you're making decent money. um, You have the personality, you have the will, um, you, you, you have what it takes to be a successful real estate agent. And I didn't know much about real estate you know, at the time my wife and I was renting an apartment. So I never bought a house and didn't, didn't think that I would even be involved in anything like that until Albert sparked something in me. And I started to give it thought. And I think what changed my mindset is when he invited me out to his house and, uh, he lived three houses down from Mike Vick. So his country club, Ooh. of the South is a gated community out there. And, and, you know, seeing how those people lived out there and seeing how Abbott was living really sparked me to um stretch my imagination and start to dream bigger than what. Well. Um, so I got into real estate uh, in, in the end of 2000. Um, a few months later, the whole company closed down.
1: Wow. So was hey. like, yeah, Fine.
2: so it was almost like it was almost like Abbott seen the future, you know what I mean? And
1: and Well hopefully his Yeah. Hopefully his hopefully connection comes back in.
0: That that buffer. But that's that type of stuff happens a lot. Like it happened to me like during the middle of the interview where the entire internet just completely crashed. Like you in the middle of you asking know. a question, it just goes away. Well, I,
1: actually, and, I actually thought you were going to talk about, you know, the whole corporate experience and like how one minute you have your job and the next minute there's a layoff and at least he took heed to what his boss was trying to tell him. So that was really important.
0: Yeah, it was just sort of like the writing on the wall type thing. Like he's trying to nudge him and tell him "EZ coming like, in. What's going on, man? Hey, hey guys, we're really bad. I'm not sure what the deal is. Okay, we got you back. We got you back. Uh, yeah. we got you back. Yeah, so you could go ahead with your, um, like you were you were saying that the company, like the last part that we got before it cut off was that uh, the company shut
2: down. Yeah, the company shut down four months after I passed my real estate test. And wow. um, I, I didn't see that happening, but it did. And uh, I remember going home, telling my wife about it. And she asked me what I was going to do. Told I wanted to go into real estate and take Albert up, you know, up on what he you know, thought I'd be great at it. And she's like, well, how much money do they make? I said, well, it depends on if I sell a house or not. So she was like, you know, you go from making $50,000 a year guaranteed to if you don't sell a house, we don't have any money coming in. Uh, she said, but I believe in you, I trust you. You know, and if, if it's something you feel like you want to do, I support you 100%. That's so you in situations like that
0: where you got somebody yeah, to yeah. prop you up and push you. It's, it makes the difference. Yeah. yeah.
2: So that was the turning point for me. Um, You know, I I worked at, I quit my job. I worked at UPS at night, you know, for almost two years so that I could have my days to practice real estate. Nice. And now here you are, you know,
0: making it happen. And I I don't mean to jump too far ahead, but I wanted to pick your brain about something that had to do with, uh, with real estate, with the big market crash that came in in 2008. You know when the recession was starting to come in and we know what a mess that was so as you're going along through your career how did that directly affect you and what you were doing at that
2: point in time well it you know i I was afraid like many of my peers um some of my friends never you know they got out the business and took jobs and never recovered um when when the market crashed something called short sales became very popular for for homeowners.
1: And a short yeah. sale is when yeah. a
2: homeowner has a house that is, you know, just say the loan amount is $200,000, but the house is only worth a hundred thousand. Well then at that time, banks would consider doing a short sale, you know, for those individuals. Short sale is not as bad as a foreclosure. Um, so they were able to sell their houses via a short sale, even though the house was worth less than what the loan amount was, Uh, So I had to take additional classes and get certified to do short sales, to go into these homes and uh, educate and consult these these homeowners so that they wouldn't lose their house to foreclosure and be ruined for the next seven or 10 years. Um, So to answer your question, I had to get additional certifications and I had to adapt to the market. Um, I had to add value uh, to what I was doing um, so that I could stay in business. Nice. And and you and you adapted and you came out on the other side of it. We all
0: kind of had to pull tight around that time. Yeah. So just to um, reintroduce everything, we're talking to Michael Tally, Michael, go get a Talley. All right. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And, yes, sir. Uh, you can check him out. His website is tallyrealestategroup.com. He's on Facebook at Tally Real Estate Group LLC and call number 866-211-6778. Now, my my co-hosts that are here, we all were excited to talk to you because they have many questions, got EZ (laughs) and ATL Diva here. It's y'all turn to take a crack. What y'all got for Michael Talley? Uh
1: Um, I guess I can go first. Um, I know that a lot of people are giving advice on home ownership from a point of, I guess I would say uh, an employee status for like companies but do you have a short synopsis or a plan of how entrepreneurs can prepare themselves for home ownership because it's a little bit of a different process um, for entrepreneurs, I think, because sometimes you you are paying yourself and then if you have a W-2 sometimes, um, how would you recommend entrepreneurs just kind of prepare themselves to make the process easier on themselves? Um. Well, the first thing
2: is to, is to make sure you're paying your taxes. You'd be surprised; a lot of business owners are not properly paying their taxes. Um, so, I would say the first thing is to make sure you can have you got, you have a good CPA, a good bookkeeper, um, to make sure that you understand what your profits and your losses are, and how much you're truly making. Um, it's one thing to make $150,000 a year, but if your expenses are $120,000 but well, you're only making $30,000. So it's important for business owners to understand their bottom line. Um, so again, I would say, make sure your taxes are in order. Um, it would be great to W2 yourself and pay yourself a salary from what your company is, is earning. And that makes it easier for a loan officer at a bank or some, you know, somewhere to actually approve you for a mortgage. Um, Without that W-2, they're gonna need, you know, maybe six months of bank statements, your business bank statements showing regular deposits. So they can do it that way. I, I purchased, you know, houses in the past based off of my bank statements because I didn't W-2 myself initially, right. but I was able, but I was able to show regular deposits into my business account. So, mm-hmm. so I had the credit score. I could show that money was coming in. And, um, you know, I didn't owe any taxes and it's okay to owe taxes as long as you have uh, an an arrangement or an agreement with the IRS.
1: How far back banks, because that's kind of what I was thinking about. Um, That's what I know about is that you can show your uh, business uh, deposits as like proof of income coming in. How far back are loan officers typically looking at um, for your bank statements. I know I hear different numbers. Of course, it's going to vary loan officer to loan officer, but what would you say the average is? I would say six six months.
2: Six months. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I personally had to show six months to, to my loan officer in order to get approved.
1: And do you know what the average, uh, credit score should be for entrepreneurs? Um, in addition to having about six months uh, for people who are out there who are trying to get themselves together?
2: Well, right now, a 640 credit score will get you approved. So if you have a 640, you have some reserves in the bank uh, and you can show regular deposits, you shouldn't have a problem.
1: Sounds good. Those were all my questions, which is why he made me get on today. (laughs) I was like, "Can you just ask these questions?" He was like, "Well, why don't you just jump on?" I was like, "Okay, I have I have an hour. I can you know take a break from doing other stuff, and I'll just jump on and ask questions myself." I think um, it's important. It's kind of frustrating for us because sometimes there's all these different little rules and things that you know, and then you don't know. So those are really great answers. Thank you. Easy. Do you have any questions?
3: Yes, I do. Hey, Michael. Um, hey. What advice? Or I guess do you have a short list of like what you would recommend a first-time homebuyer have?
2: Um, well, the first thing is is making sure that the first-time homebuyer has the credit score. I mean that's the first step. If you don't have the credit, you you can't you, you can't get approved. It doesn't matter how much money you have in the bank. Uh, and some people, you know, ask me all the time, well, Mike, I got fifty thousand dollars in the bank. You know, my credit score is a five seventy. Will it matter? It's not going to matter. You, you got to have everything. You have to have the, the minimum credit score along with the down payment. So I tell every first time home buyer work on your credit score, get it up to where it needs to be, minimum. You know, save some money because you're going to need money for a down payment, uh, closing costs, inspections, uh, appraisals. You're going to need money for all of those things. So that would be my, my tip to anybody that would like to purchase a house. And sometimes there are grants available that will cover your, um, your, your down payment. But those grants now are like far and few between. You know, it's not many of them out there. Um, Georgia Dream used to be a program that I used a lot for like younger younger couples that didn't have much, uh, a lot of savings. <clears throat> But I think that program is uh, still in existence, but I don't think they're lending or granting as much money as as they have done in the past because of COVID.
3: So uh, a follow up question, then I got another question for you. So rough estimate, how much do you think somebody would need to cover down payment, closing (laughs) costs, all that good stuff?
2: Well, it's gonna depend on the house. Uh, Let's say a $100,000 house down payment is going to be typically three uh, and that's a half percent that's an FHA loan if you go conventional within it could be five percent or more but FHA is is normally what first time home buyers use so 3.5% three and a half percent of a thirty five hundred. closing costs could typically run three percent as well so now you have seven thousand dollars appraisal fees four to five hundred dollars um so I would say to buy a hundred thousand dollar house with the seller not contributing toward closing costs, the worst case scenario money-wise would be probably $8,000 that you would need to be able to touch. Okay.
3: So my second question was, um, I'm assuming you were in real estate around 2008 when the market was crashing. Yes. Um, How would you compare what's going on now with COVID to what happened in 2008?
2: Well, I don't, I don't think we're gonna see um, a market crash like we've seen in 07, 08. I don't think that's gonna happen. I think the banks now are doing whatever they can to work with uh, sellers that may have ran into financial issues uh, because of job loss due to COVID. So I've seen banks to actually take what a person owes in the rears and actually put it on the back of the loan and allow that person to start over. Like if you're two months behind and you know you call your lender, I've seen where Wells Fargo will say, okay, you know you owe us $4,000 and what we're gonna do is just put it on the backside of your loan and you're gonna start fresh next month. Will that help you? And a lot of people, it does help if that person has started a new job, but just kind of in between paychecks. So I don't think that they're gonna allow the market to crash and do what it did back in 07. I don't think that benefits anybody um you know you know i'm also an investor too so my perspective is a little bit different because if the market crash now for me as a business guy it's a good thing not because (laughs) i mean my primary house would lose value if the market crashed today but that would allow me opportunities to go out and buy investment properties cheaper than ever Mm -hmm. you know when the market crashed those properties that are now going for 150 in certain areas in clayton county those houses were fifty thousand dollars back then so the the investors that had cash to play with they were buying up all of those forty fifty thousand dollar properties knowing that the market would turn around and it would nothing crashes and stay the same forever so for the individuals that have money to play with, when the market crash, they buying up everything and they and they're holding it until the market recovers. And that's how you become a millionaire overnight. Is is mm-hmm. when everybody go left, you go right, and vice versa. When everybody is afraid, you shouldn't be afraid. When you have money, you have options. And that's what my wife and I we've been doing, you know, is is preparing for the next crash. I won't miss out this time.
3: Yeah. I'll- it's funny you mentioned that because I was going to ask, what advice do you have for somebody that's looking to invest in real estate or trying to own properties so that they can lease them to businesses or lease them to uh, people that are looking for homes to stay
2: in? Yeah, the, the investment game is, is is very tricky. And like anything else, you, you, you have to make sure you get the proper education. Uh, If you can find a mentor, that would be great, but a lot of times, you know, you're going to have to pay. You're going to have to pay uh, somebody to mentor you. Um, You know, I would say join investment groups and start going to seminars and networking with the players in the market right now. Um, You'd be surprised the people that's willing to help you if you simply ask. Um, And Investing is I think when people look at these uh, Flip My Houses TV programs and people out in Beverly Hills and different places, they make it seem like it's easy. Like, hey, you just wake up and a seller call you and say, hey, I got a million dollar house. I want to sell it to you for $200,000. You go in and put carpet and paint in and you make 800 grand. You know, it's, it's it, that's not real life. So those shows are really not something you should base reality off of because their whole thing is viewership. If I can sell a dream, well, you, you're gonna keep tuning in and they're gonna make more money. They probably make more money off of that TV show than actually investing in real estate. So I tell anybody that wanna get in the game, is again, just like buying a primary house, get your credit in the order, get your money up, and get the proper education. Because one bad deal can bankrupt you if you don't know what you're doing. Me and my partner, we recently bought a house in the Riverdale. We in the process of rehabbing it right now. And I simply found this guy because I send out mailings to absentee owners. So I compose a list of everybody that owns property in a certain county that lives somewhere else. So this guy that we purchased the house from, he lives in Jersey. And I sent him a direct uh, mail postcard, basically saying, you know, I'm looking to buy additional properties in the county. You own a property, which would be considered, I mean, which you consider selling for the right price? If so, give me a call. That guy gave me a call. He hadn't seen the house in five or six years. You know, he's in Jersey. Basically, I, I don't know what his problem is, but he was like, well, how much would you give me for? So I gave him a number. The house is worth 150. We paid 50000 for it. We got to put 30000 in it. Put a new roof in. We put new flooring, appliances, the kitchen, um, fixtures. All of that is going to be changed. But we'll probably be in it. Eighty-five, ninety thousand dollars dollars is worth $150. So we're gonna split the profit and move on to the next deal. Mm-hmm. Have you Say. ever heard
3: of the uh the app called Fundrise At all?
2: FunRise? Yeah, apparently
3: so. it's it's like a um, I guess what you want to call it like a Robin Hood, but for instead of stocks, it's for properties.
0: Oh, okay.
3: And like, you can link your bank account to it and you can invest in properties through the app. I didn't know if you had
2: heard of it or not. No, no, I haven't. And, you know, I know a lot of different investors that reach out to try to encourage investors to invest in what they have going on, their different projects. I never got into that. You know, if I can't be a partner in a thing, especially real estate, I need to know what's going on from A to Z, and not just giving you my money. You're like, oh, you know, in six months, you know, I'll give you such and such back. I'm more hands-on, and you know, I just can't imagine. Giving...
1: Uh oh, you know, I hope because
0: uh, <laughs> my man has That's got knowledge cool. on top of knowledge on top of knowledge. You could just yeah, for real, like this is very insightful yes
1: it is i have three questions lined up already
0: (laughs) yeah i I mean because i I still got some to myself it's like he i mean he just knows it's like right off the top of his head bam this is a situation and you'd hope so yeah but it it, but you know some things that happen that have to prepare you for that like unfortunately of course the, the crash that happened at 08 is what I mean, you see right here, he's like, COVID, I'm not sweating that. I've seen the worst of it already. I'm I'm fully, you know, I'm fully prepared. And yeah, and I mean, he's got Eric. a great
3: point there because I was seeing on CNBC the other day that, like, houses are, the housing market's up, like, 40%. Like, people are still buying houses, especially yeah. luxury houses. Yeah. So, like, I mean, because little- people are
1: still making money. This is, you know. Yeah. Covid it's is Covid, but people are still making money, hand over it's fist, still,
0: and it's still profitable businesses out there. And and Mike, I gotta tell you, man, like we we talk to guests and we have questions for them, but we got questions on top of questions for you, you know. So <laughs> we got we got some, I you know, I got time, I got time. <laughs> All right. So, um, Diva, you said you want to hop back in. I know I got my my things to ask, but go ahead, hop on in, Diva. What you got for Mike? Oh, Talon?
1: okay. So I have friends that are. Uh, real estate agents and also investors as well. Um, one of the issues that, or challenges I would say, that's happening right now is um, I'm consistently kind of hearing a shortage of inventory because there are so many buyers right now. But what I'm also hearing from even just some personal people I know who were looking to buy is that they're constantly running into bidding wars. Um, on properties because there are so many investors who have more capital than like your average citizen. And okay, so from two points of view, as just an agent who has clients, how is the challenge between, you know, trying to find a property for your client and dealing with investors like yourself who may have more capital that's creating kind of like this influx on price have you experienced that lately? And if so, how do you find maybe a workaround for your clients?
2: So, so what I do um, when I'm representing a buyer, doing my my initial consultation, mm-hmm. I will ask them to identify their number one um, area they would like to live. Let's say you, let's say you and I are meeting ATO D- Diva. and you said, "Well, Mike, you know, I really want to be in Marietta." Okay. Um, mm-hmm. And I kind of like this area over here by whatever the landmark you described to me. So what I'm going to do is myself or one of my buyer's agents, we're going to ride that area. We're going to identify neighborhoods that fit your price point. So let's say you approve for $400,000. We're going to look at every $400,000 neighborhood within that area. And I'm going to send out direct mailings to those homeowners saying, hey, I have a buyer that's interested in living or a buyer are you willing that's how I'm able to navigate the bidding wars and dealing with all the different agents submitting I'm finding off market properties that's one of the things that I yeah, pro-
1: good. that's an excellent workaround right there
0: getting the good I, answers.
1: I know but that's so creative and I like the fact that he's thinking outside of the box because that is yeah. a big problem that a lot so of people you- have been facing and regular people don't want to over buy a house you know they don't because if the bank only approves the house to be appraised it for a certain value if you do get into a bidding war you may have to pay the difference you know yeah so that is a good workaround because some people will sell their house if somebody wants to buy it even if they're not on the market i've seen that happen you know more so with million dollar houses but
3: and and um, you gotta think about too, like what it's worth today, they probably bought that for like yeah, nearly as much. So if you given exactly. them four hundred thousand and they originally bought that house for ninety to a hundred, they might just take your money and dip and go get something else.
1: Exactly. <laughs> you, like you everybody I know, their houses are increased. Have you checked that your um value M sixteen lately? Everybody I know their house Going has up. gone up like significantly. Yeah going up yeah absolutely oh come yes. on I, I, you know we were getting to the meat and potatoes of this question you I like know, that it's, meat and potatoes
0: it's, <laughs> yes it's it's tech you know this is the stuff that happens um and you know you just kind of deal with it because you know we did you know before we even got on youtube you know um that would happen where we're just on the radio and it would you know we have all these but it, it like it's those things like again that they happen it's not like you know, purpose, you know, it's happening on purpose. It's just one of those things that you can't control. So what are but, you, you know, going to do? No, you can't. You just, you know, you try to work around it the best you can. And that, that's what we're doing. And, you know, we're making it work. He's Mike.
1: back. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
1: I love I the blue know.
2: door. This internet, I got to walk outside. I don't know what's going on. Uh-oh.
1: It's a uh, beautiful day. So
2: Yes, we
0: can hear you. Hear you. you, can hear you.
1: Yep. Yeah, I,
2: I was forced to get AT&T when I bought this house four months ago. Typically, we Aww. use Comcast, but AT&T is trash, as you can see.
1: Uh, Do you have a satellite? <laughs> yes. It's cloudy today. It's supposed to rain, and being somebody who used to work with that, uh, I don't miss those phone calls. People get upset, <laughs> <laughs> oh especially when God. there's a game on and men get hoofed. They bought that
2: yes. NFL package and it's raining outside and they can't watch it. Oh my God. Yes, I'm that guy. And I'm frustrated because we're trying to do this interview and it keeps lagging and cutting out. But that, Aww. but yeah, it happens, but that's okay because you're giving, you know, you're giving great
0: answers and we were talking when when the last part cut out is that, you know, with technology this stuff happens. Mike, if I, if I sit here and talk to you about all the things that went wrong when we've been in the middle <laughs> of sometimes with interviews where we've had the entire system crash, we've had I mean, you, you name it, it's happened, you know, so no worries.
1: On be M16's yeah.
0: Though, but, you know. yeah, but no, no worries whatsoever. Like I said, this is like par for the course for what happens around here. But um, I, I did want to jump in and ask you because you had mentioned earlier about how with credit score, even though people have money in the bank, they're like, hey, I got money. This can get me somewhere. So outside of that, what would you say is the biggest misconception that people have about successfully purchasing a house?
2: i think i think you just answered it um most people think because they have money they they don't have to have any credit <laughs> you know it, it's gonna take both in order for you to purchase that house unless you're paying cash for it
0: yeah because you would assume for most people it is a it is a misconception where you're like i got all this money in the bank that i could pay any fee that you're asking me for why does my credit score matter but you made sense of the whole thing of it is that if one doesn't match, it doesn't fit. You got to come with everything, not just part of
2: And And, and it doesn't make sense for you to have 100,000 in the bank, but you don't pay your bills. Mm-hmm. See, that, yeah, that's that, a- that That's a bigger, that's a whole nother discussion. You know, you're making money, you have money in the bank, but you don't pay anybody. Your card note is late, you know, you've been late on your mortgage. I mean not even your mortgage but your rent if i call your landlord well then you don't ever pay on time but you have money in the bank so i don't i scratch my head on that i don't understand it so right a lender a lender is going to look at that and say well this guy is not disciplined you no know, he has money but he don't care about paying people on time and that's going to affect him being able to get you know a new loan no, that's a, that's
0: a great point it, it's how it's the it's how it looks like are you going to, you're not paying them. So how, just because you have money, how you going to pay us when it comes to the house? Yeah, it makes, it, it makes sense. Yeah. And I, I want, I, wa- I wanted to ask you something too about, I guess you talked about the things that you do to gain clients and everything like that, but what's the best way to describe your style when it comes to dealing with clients? Are you the same with everyone? Or is it more of a, my energy will match yours and we'll meet somewhere in the middle where if you see somebody's really, on top of it, it pushes you further. But if you see somebody as lax, you kind of, you know, when you're ready, yeah, you, I, you figure it out.
2: I mean, I, I'm naturally aggressive. So I, I you know, I, I do have an A personality. So I don't meet strangers. Um, but what I I do try to match a person's, um, let, me, let me give an example. Let's say um, I have a client that's very, very country because there's a difference between being Southern and country okay yeah so if yes. i have a country person <laughs> compared to somebody that's from brooklyn well then i can't be the same guy because with the country yes. person i have to not talk as fast i have to make sure that i explain everything from a to z i can't assume anything Whereas the Brooklyn person is loud in most cases, and if I'm not loud, if I'm not, if I'm like timid, but then you you'll probably lose that client in in some cases because people feel comfortable dealing with people like themselves. If that makes sense.
1: Yeah. yeah.
2: So I I do try to I do try to. But as far as treating everybody the same, I treat everybody the same. Now my personality may be different cuz I think we all are a different person outside of our corporate jobs. With is that fair is that a fair statement?
3: No, that's a yes. fair statement.
2: Yeah, when you go to work, when you walk through those doors and you're around your boss and supervisor, I mean you you you're really not the person that they think you are. Uh no. you just have to play, you just have to play the role just like they do you know um so with my clients i treat everybody the same it doesn't matter if you buy a hundred thousand dollar house or a million dollar house uh you're going to get treated the same with the same royal treatment but my personality would be different the time that i spent with you as far as explaining every little thing it depends on where you are in life some people you ain't got to talk to them about credit they get it you know others you got to explain the difference between a credit card and a pre um and a debit card or you know I was talking to one guy he didn't understand it was three different credit bureaus he thought it was just Equifax Mm -hmm. so I knew with him that I I needed to be very careful and not to assume that he knew certain things so I had to make sure I was crossing every T and dying every I opposed Mm -hmm. to if I talk to one of you guys that are professionals certain things I probably won't have to go in detail about you understand if I say you need a 640 credit score but well, then you understand what I mean when I say that. Yes.
1: Yes.
2: You know. Yes. So but um, Diva, did you did you get my my answer when you asked me about what I did to find properties? I know uh, yes.
1: Out. Yeah, I am a little bit familiar with that technique. I was saying that I appreciated you thinking outside of the box, um, because some people don't consider that that point and there are people who will even if their house is not for sale they may consider it for the right price sometimes or either I've known of agents doing that some of them and it might not be their house but it might be their neighbor's house or a a cousin or aunt or somebody who was just considering putting their house on the market and if they can get something before it has to go public then those are usually the best gems you know. Um, the,
2: house, pretty good deals. the house that my wife and i the house that we're in right now we purchased it about five months ago and it was mm-hmm. off the market we rode through this neighborhood and my wife was like well i don't want to wait eight months to build you know so like i, I really want to be over here and i really like this particular house right here so i contacted us i the guy was cutting grass i stopped by and said, "Hey." Introduce you know, myself. Hey, my name is Mike. I'm a local real estate broker. Uh, my wife loves your house. You know, would you consider selling it? I took him for a loop. He's like, uh, I said, everything is for sale for the right. <laughs> He's- Come on,
1: this internet, yeah, guys. Okay, there we go. It's killing me.
2: There we
1: go. All right, me too. Yeah, Every time email- I ask a question, it, it goes. What's going?
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's crazy. My internet is unstable. Well,
1: that but actually yeah. was my next question, was actually so the, ask guy was, about the guy. The guy was cutting his
3: grass and y'all were talking
2: and, and yeah. what happened after that? Well, he said he needed to talk to his wife about selling the house.
1: hmm
2: And um, he called me back and said that he would consider it for me to send over an offer. Oh. So that's how we bought this house. Excellent. Now I did, and- I mean, he didn't pay any closing costs. He didn't pay any closing costs. I actually paid uh, probably about five thousand dollars over what the house was worth, honestly,
1: mm-hmm. when I put
2: the comps. But my wife loved the house, you know. It's in it's you know it's in a uh, an area where homes are probably appreciating about thirty two thousand a year, you know. So she was like, "We'll make that up. Five thousand is not enough for me to just wait damn near oh, a year." Yeah, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. So I find a lot of off market properties that way, not only for myself but for my clients as well.
1: So that leads me to my next question because you did mention that and that's something um, that I want to do is just build. Um, what advice do you have for construction to perm loans? Because most agents don't ever talk about it. Um, I have found some interesting information on bank websites and stuff like that, but um for people who don't understand that it, it's just building a house from scratch it doesn't have to be in the neighborhood you just get your land either in a neighborhood or not and then you want to build a home uh, what is your experience with that process so to speak well
2: um i i think i think the most important thing to remember when you're doing something like that is to uh make sure you get the survey done on the parcel that you're going to build your land uh, there has to be a soil test done um, you know so i think those are the two most important things as far as the loan is is concerned uh you know that's that's really a loan officer question um mm-hmm. you, you know because typically when my clients build a house i send them over to my guy at MBK, mbkc bank out of kansas, kansas city and um you know he takes it from there as far as you know, the loan piece of it. My job as the agent is to make sure that the, the, the survey is, is, is uh, provided by the seller uh, to make sure that the soil test has been done and make sure that, you know, you the house foundation won't sink and you won't have erosion issues. Um, so as an agent, that's my job, but as mm-hmm. far as that loan piece of it, yeah, I, you know, I have good loan officers in place and they take it, you know, they really take it from there. Oh, cool. well, you were just like, we were talking about that the last time we had a little bit like, you're just like a wealth
0: of information, like a, just an encyclopedia of just knowledge. And we're just like <laughs> grateful to be, you know, soaking I'm up sure this 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 info. Yes, sir. So I, I had, a, we had a couple more for you. And then we got like a game that we like to play with our with our guests and everything. But I, I wanted to ask, because I haven't really talked to anybody about this, but that, that's in real estate. What is the most challenging part about getting a real estate license? Because you hear about people getting it, but what do you have to go through? to to get it
2: well um a lot of people look at real estate as a part-time career you know if you if you come across 10 real estate agents i'm willing to bet only two out of ten probably practice it full-time and really do it for real for real everybody else work a nine to five they sell one house a year you know and so they, they don't take it serious Uh, In order to get the license, you have to go to real estate school. Um, The course is only a few weeks, like five, six weeks. And um, you, you pass three classroom tests. And then after that, you can sit for the state exam. Pass the state exam, you become a real estate agent. At that point, you can join a brokerage and start practicing real estate.
0: Nice. I, like I said, I had never had that process explained. You hear about it, but it's, it's I guess, hard to gauge to know everything you have to go through to uh, to get to that point. So I wanted to, if my co-hosts don't mind, because we had so many house questions, I wanted to pivot for a second because mm-hmm. you and I, um, like I said, we've been trying to make this interview happen for a second. You and I have had conversations in between in trying to make this happen. And I remember that we were talking from a previous chat. We're, we're going to be on on the radio on podcast. We're on YouTube now, but we talked about you, you used to dabble in radio yourself. So uh, I want to get into, you know, can you tell us about your show? What was the focus and what would it take to get Michael go get a talent back behind the microphone again?
2: <laughs> you know, it, that opportunity fell in my lap as well. Um a friend of mine. He was already doing the show. Anyway, um, and it was an educational-based show, so we would take different topics, do what you guys are currently doing, bring on experts uh, that could speak on different topics and educate our listeners. Um, So that that really was, you know, and and that was back in early 2000s. It's been a very long time. Um, And we stayed on air for, I guess, about a year. Uh, The guy that started it got a divorce And, you know, moved away and just start dealing with a lot of personal issues. And that's really how the show fell apart Uh, because he was the anchor. You know what I mean? And I was just the co-host, you know, adding value, you know, with with the whole real estate thing and just a whole plethora of other subjects that I could speak on. Um, But it was it was a good experience overall. It really was. But it was an educational based show.
0: It's just—it's just so nice to see uh, so many people be multifaceted because, you know, you did the corporate thing, and now you're making it happen, being a real estate agent, and then you dabble in radio. I mean, it's, a, it's an interesting story with a lot of layers to it. Um,
2: and and yeah, you know, the weird—the weird thing about it, Raphael, man. I—I um, <laughs> I mean, I got so—I have—I've had so much to happen in my life, man. I can't even get it all in this one hour. But I had an internship at V One Hundred and Three uh this was i moved here in 99 man so it was it was it was 2000 i was that was right before i started working at mci worldcom okay so i had went to broadcasting school out in Cobb county and got a internship at v103 but i couldn't take it because i couldn't work for free i couldn't be nowhere all day and not make no money you know uh I you know I went out to feel like, you on
3: uh, that, man. Feel you on that. <laughs> okay. So bad. Like
2: yeah, I just
3: remember I just, being in college and half of the internships I talked to, it's like, oh well, the internships free. It's like, man, I cannot work eight to five and not get no conversation, especially in college. <laughs> like
2: no, I'll no, feel you no. on that. No, you know, if if I had been single and not had, you know, I had my, my daughter at the time, she was a few months old. You know, I had a wife that was in between jobs, so it was just it wasn't the right time and to be. Honest, I did have an opportunity, and who knows where it could have went. I did a lot of networking with Ryan Cameron, Ski. You know, met all of those guys, uh, had conversations with them, been to some of the same events, and I made it my business to because I was trying to. Um, you know, really get in with those guys. I made it my business to be wherever they were.
0: Yeah, I guess you got to make it look. It's I guess the way you look at it is that it happened the way it's supposed to happen. You know, you're successful. You know, you're doing your thing. You're building up your business. You've built your business. And I was going to say the main thing that I find that was admirable with that whole thing is that you kept the queen happy. She told you you want, she wanted a certain house and you was like, I better make, I'm gonna make this happen. So that's the main thing is keeping, keeping the queen of the house happy is a big deal.
2: Happy wife, happy life. I truly believe that.
0: <laughs> it's the, it's, it's facts. It's facts on facts that <laughs> if, if that part ain't right, then you, you got some, you got some problems going on. So,
1: you
2: know, it's, it's important, you know, it's important to have the right spouse, man. You know, yep. if you if you don't have the right woman by your side, I'm not saying you can't be successful, but it's it's gonna be tough for you. It's gonna be because my wife can see things I can't see. You know, I run stuff by her. She's not even in real estate like that, but I can come home and tell her how. You know, she's like, "How's your day?" And I'm like, "I'm dealing with this. I'm dealing with that." And uh, let me let me give you an example, man. Two two weeks ago, I have a listing out in Fayetteville. It's a foreclosure. And typically, I don't meet people. I don't meet people at the house unless they give me. Provide a pre-approval letter because I don't run around just running around and showing houses without a pre-approval letter. I just don't don't, do that. don't waste so, your time. <laughs> yeah. So I got too many houses to be doing that. So I was on the phone with this guy, older white guy. And I had him on speakerphone because me and my wife was, you know, at home together and we were, we were talking. So I put him on speakerphone. He's like, hey, uh, this is uh Johnny and you got a house in Fairville, it's it's three hundred and eighty thousand dollars uh, my wife loves it, you know, can I take a look at it? And, um, you know, so I told him, I said, I have no problem, sir, with showing you the house. I said, no, do you mind if I ask you, have you spoke with a lender? Do you Are you paying cash? You know, tell me a little bit about how you intend on purchasing the house. Oh, no, we haven't spoke with a lender. Uh, we could pay cash, but we probably won't. So my wife was like, she gesturing in the back. She's like, just go show the house. And I ended up going show the house. Do you not know those people bought that house? Cash? And I closed them next Friday. And with my wife tell- <laughs> with, with my wife telling me that put an extra twenty thousand
1: dollars in my pocket.
0: Man. Mm.
1: Seriously. Women's intuition is amazing, I'm telling you. <laughs> so she, she, she tells me, she said, Mike, she
2: said, you know, we're in Fayette County, these, especially the other kind the other kind, uh, you know, certain people, they have Money, they may not look like they have money, but they have money. Yep. Yes, they do. So her intuition served me well by suggesting that I went on and showed that property, which is totally out of what I do every day. But it worked. And, so and, I just said that to say. I just said that to say, Rafael, man, that it's important that we marry well whether you whether you the male or the females marry <laughs> marry the right person yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know
2: because that support that you get at home man you can't get it nowhere else
0: no it's facts uh, uh, it's true. facts and i can speak that from experience too because some days when i don't feel like i could prop myself up my wife has my back you know 200 percent and i know that support's gonna be there so i can understand exactly where you come from that's why i admire you making sure you took care of the queen when she was like i want that house Michael was like damn it we're getting
1: this house I'm making it happen
0: and he and he yeah, did that. Yeah man. Yes sir. So yeah. um I didn't I didn't know I didn't want to step on on my co-host if you guys had any more questions for for Mike cuz we got our game and we play with him and just also uh, one other thing too if y'all didn't have anything else no, no, no. we'll just we we'll just have
1: him back for another show another day.
0: Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Probably get get Mike, Mike behind the mic again, get him the guest host or something.
1: So I Mike, did want to one, say
0: one,
3: something real quick. Yeah, um, yeah. it's funny y'all talked about making sure it's the the right one. And I just went home for Thanksgiving and my homeboy was getting married and I had linked him up with another homeboy. Um and I was telling him like, Hey, that's my homeboy, he he's getting married. My homeboy's already married. So the homeboy was like, hey, I'm about to get married. Like, what advice you have? And he was like, are you sure? And he was like, if you ain't sure, go ahead and don't show up tomorrow. He said, but if you sure, best of luck to you. you you're going to be all right. And I was like, wow. that's That meant a lot, but it was something so simple. Like, yeah. like as long as you sure, you good.
2: <laughs> you know, I me all the time, like, do guys know? Like, do, do you guys know if she could be the one, you know, if she could be your wife or something long-term. And I think a guy, I I mean, I know the first initial meeting, you know, if I meet a female, if we go on one date, go to dinner one time, I can tell you if she's the one or not, because I'm asking probing questions. You know, and so it's not like an interview, but I want to know some things about you. I want to know if you, if you have ambition, you know, we're going to talk about a lot of stuff that's important to me. And if, if she has a problem with that well then we're not compatible because we need to be able to communicate i mean we're here on this date for a reason right so we're here to yep, talk and yep. get to know each other or we're gonna just sit around here and just look at each other like we like i mean we're wasting time
0: <laughs> you know uh, it's factual being spoken from experience here so yeah so mike i wanted to um one last thing here is that we have your contact information here which is your website tally and then you're on Facebook, Tally Real Estate Group, LLC, and then the phone number 866-211-6778. Is there any other places that I might not have mentioned where people can find you if they're interested in, you know, if they're purchasing a home, they want to do some business, where can they find you on social media? Um,
2: Michael Go-Getter Tally on Instagram and Facebook. The other websites, uh, tallyrealestategroup.com, you already mentioned that. Um, I can be easily contacted there. But definitely go to um, Instagram and follow me there. Michael, go get a tally and Facebook as well.
0: Okay. And we're going to definitely drop your contact information in the YouTube description. So for people who watch this, they read the description, they'll have your information in there. Because, you know, on this show, we're here about cultivating businesses and helping people. And that crosses against all colors, black, white, we don't care. But it means especially more to us when we're helping out black people and black businesses. It means- just that much more so um appreciate the time but we do have a little game that we like to play to get to know our guests a little bit better so i we we did a show yesterday and i explained it perfectly usually i fail really bad at explaining how this goes we're gonna see how good i diva already laughing like he got he about to he about to mess this up real quick but uh, it's a game that we play it's called don't at me where i'm gonna ask you a few rapid fire questions like example is i'll say mike Coke or Pepsi, and you would say Pepsi. Don't add me, like you would say, don't add me on social media or something like that. So that's how. It would so okay. I don't know if I did a terrible job of explaining it or not, but
2: okay. Let's let's try it.
0: Okay, <laughs> I, I think he might have it here, because I, I it's a running thing that I'm always explaining that one wrong, and I I came up with it and I I explained it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, so Mike, here's the first one. What's the better feeling? Coming in from it being hot outside into air conditioning, or coming in from bitter cold and the heater is on? <laughs> coming
2: in from the cold when the heat is on.
0: OK. OK. What about you, deep What you say? I
1: would say coming in from when it's hot to the cool air condition, don't at me.
0: <laughs> All
2: right. E- oh, what about you, know man? It uh-huh.
0: yep. uh,
3: yeah, it's definitely AC. It's, it's AC. Don't at me. It's
0: AC. <laughs> For me, I thought I was going to say it's a, It's the it coming into the air condition from the heat, but nothing makes you curse and scream more than walking to your car when it's cold and that wind is hitting you and you finally get some heat on you, so I'm going to go with the getting into the heat after it being cold. All right. So my here's the next one. I feel like this is an even tougher question. Red Lobster cheddar biscuits, Olive Garden breadsticks.
2: Oh, Red Lobster cheddar biscuits.
0: you <laughs> he, not happy with like, uh, oh no. That was a hard one. <laughs> Diva, what about you? You going uh, the Red Lobster cheddar biscuits or the breadsticks
1: from Olive Garden? Oh my God, the cheddar biscuits! Oh. Don't at me. Those <laughs> things are heaven. They're so soft and you, you pull got? them
2: apart. Oh. They're delicious. Um,
3: both of them. Don't at me. <laughs> but now, nah, if I if I have to choose, I've had the the biscuits more. But it's just something about them olive garden breadsticks, man. They are they are undefeated. I'd put them up against anything,
0: and you would be right to do that. For me, it's the it's the it's the Olive Garden breadsticks. I mean, you can't go wrong with either one of them. It could be yes, but the Olive Garden breadsticks. I don't know if they put like I don't know if it's like cocaine they put on it's, top it's, of them or whatever. It's the, it is, man, but,
3: it's the seasoning, the butter, like yeah. Pizza
0: places they, they make good breadsticks. They got they do something with that. All right, <laughs> <laughs> Mike. Here's the next one. Do you hit the snooze button or you wake right up? I wake right up.
1: <laughs> I'm hitting the snooze button, don't at me.
0: <laughs>
3: Is it- or
1: sliding the snooze button, whatever, but- you know, the dismiss button.
3: Yeah, I hit the snooze button too many times for me to admit on air, so yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, For me, I'm not afforded the luxury of hitting the snooze button anymore. Like, I have to get right up. There's no, I can't just hit the snooze button and allot myself five minutes. I just can't. So I got to get right up, unfortunately. Don't like it,
1: but I have to. You have a small child, so you're getting it. Yeah,
3: I was about to say, I don't don't even know why you tried to answer that question. We knew your answer. I don't know. All right. Or somebody's going to
0: wake you up. Somebody's going to wake me up. All right. Here's the next one. Is it pronounced
2: candidate
0: or candidate?
2: Candidate.
0: Candidate. All right. Steve, how do you pronounce it? Which one is it? Is it
1: candidate
0: or candidate?
1: It depends on my mood, first of all. (laughs) You know, (laughs) Southern people have two dialects anyway. Pecan, pecan. It just depends on your mood and how it rolls off. So I would just say because I'm thinking about it, like candidate, that's just naturally how it flows. Don't ask me.
3: (laughs) Easy.
0: Candidate. You, you had to say it in your head first to see how you say it. No, no, right. I
3: just said it. I just, I just said, I'm not even going to try to say
0: it one way or another. I'm going to just say it and see which way it comes out.
1: <laughs> Can,
0: candidate. Yeah, I said candidate. Yeah. All right. All right. Last one for Mike. This is sports related. Who are you taking in their prime? So you got LeBron in his prime or Kobe in his prime.
2: Oh, <gasps> Kobe, my guy. I I am. I am a fan of both, but Kobe, my guy.
1: Uh, I just have to say Kobe because that's who I grew up with. You know what I'm saying? So don't at me. They're both amazing. I really don't see how people compare them, but I would just say Kobe because that's my, you know, age group.
0: Got you. (laughs) A lot of memories. Easy. What about you, man? (laughs)
3: LeBron James.
0: LeBron James. (laughs) So it's LeBron. You know, it's absolutely LeBron. You and I talk about this all the time. And Mike, you might agree with me. When LeBron James is in isolation and he makes a decision that he's going to plant his feet and go to the hole, he's the most unstoppable weapon you've ever seen in basketball. It's either a basket or a foul when he makes that decision. yes. I tell you what, what, though, speaking of decisions, it was an absolute great decision playing (laughs) Don't At Me with Michael Talley on the aftermath. We're going to give him, again, the high budget applause.
2: (laughs) Thank you, guys. Thank you.
0: Yes. So, Mike, again, man, uh, we appreciate the time. It was a long time coming. We got to have you back again because it seems like there's a lot more left out there that we can talk about. So we definitely want to have you back so we can, you know, talk about even even more subjects outside of real estate but it's definitely you know a great conversation and we're thankful for the opportunity to pick your brain about the real estate business and what you do to set yourself apart from everybody else out there man definitely uh, appreciate
2: it i appreciate you having me man. appreciate it
0: absolutely absolutely and like i said don't sweat those connection problems that stuff happens great answers great interview and like i said we look forward to the next time
2: all right i look forward to it as well Thank, Thank you guys so
0: much. Thank you. That is Michael. All right, sir. That is Michael. Go get a talent. Make sure y'all check him out. We're going to have that information in the YouTube description and the podcast description for sure. All right. So Diva easy. Did y'all get all the questions that you had out there? You know, you feeling a little smarter about real estate now that you talked to Michael.
1: <laughs> yes. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Make sure I have my six months on deck next year, you know. Six months, ATL diva. Six months. I know, I know. But you probably need to uh,
2: contact my lender, you know. At, at least have some options. I say you
1: may have somebody in mind, but it's it's always good to compare apples to apples. That's right. I think so. I mean, I have about two you know, that I think I could communicate with, but I definitely think with projects that big, you should really, really vet the people who are gonna be handling your your home information because there are some people who can get it done, but there are some people who can truly, truly get you a really good deal based on their knowledge um, and also keep you from delaying your own process just because they didn't advise you properly. So right. I definitely think that's super important. So yeah. Um, We will, I will follow you on Instagram and then I will follow up for that information. Okay. Sounds great. Nice.
0: Thanks, Byron. Like I said, again, appreciate your time, man. For sure. Thank you, sir. Thank you.
1: All right. All right. right. Y'all have a good one. Enjoy your evening. Saturday, guys. I have to go do some more networking, but I will talk to you later.
0: All right, you got some networking going on, you said, Diva? Nice. Net- networking have to have is to good.
1: I have to push this product here. I have a few people who are interested, so what I going to that? Go do that. It's, um, I just launched a new company called Nine Hair Co, and I created a beard oil for men, so All right. um, yeah, so it's a really lightweight oil. Um, If you want, I'll uh feel free. to. I would love to send you a sample if you want to check it out and let me know what you think about it. Cool. Um so the website just launched about a week ago, so I actually have already started filling orders and people are pretty happy with it so I love it. um yeah, so I mean I just <laughs> I mean men were saying this is what they wanted and they said that people aren't listening and so I said, okay, well, you know, I am a master cosmetologist. I will make one so I did I love so, it I love that so, so far like, so I'm... good
0: well like, you saw how she stuck that one in there she's like, I'm a master cosmetologist.
3: You know, I, that, mean, I, that, I mean, it is, says
0: it on the license.
3: It says hey, it on the license. She but, says master. Like my barber, it not, just it <laughs> says master. Yes, it
1: master. Master. Listen.
3: So that is a thing.
1: That That is a big difference from just being a hair. I mean, like I have to put in way more hours and then I have to it, take a whole different state exam and it that's costs right. me money.
3: It, hey, if you, if, you know, as somebody that's got their master's, you best believe I'm putting <laughs> MBA on everything. You're going to know I went to school and got this. Same thing with people Well, that,
1: it's more so uh, because you have a lot of people who are out here making products and stuff and they have no background in that industry at all. They just came up with it. So sometimes it just gives you credibility when you are pushing a product and they're like, oh, okay, well, are, do you do hair? No. Are you a barber? No. And they just come out with something and they want you to use it, but you- they're just making stuff up. They don't really understand what they're doing. So I get I get I, the
2: frustration. I get it because sometimes <laughs> when people say, Oh, are you a real estate agent? I said, No, I'm a real estate broker. It's a difference. I'm a broker. It is a big <laughs> difference.
1: A difference. Yeah. Trust me, yeah. it costs more to be a broker. Okay. It's it's a it's a it's yeah. a lot more responsibility. A lot more responsibility. You gotta pass additional tests, certifications yes.
2: every year yes. in order to keep a broker's hey. license. If, they, if oh, you yes, go to school to get that certification,
3: <laughs> that doctorate, whatever, you correct the people every time. Don't yeah, call like, somebody, uh, like, Mr. No,
0: whoever. It's a doctor that's, person. That's, like, go ahead. And... He said, let me correct you on that. <laughs> hey hey, hey Some yes, of us say,
2: well, my friend is a real estate agent. I'm like, okay, uh, how many houses do you, your friends sell? Uh, I think they sell two houses a year no i can't i can't i can't hate on the next person i just shake my head like you probably need to interview somebody else as well
1: (laughs) and then the industry changes like day to day like seriously sometimes hour to hour and that makes me a little uncomfortable if you only sell twice a year that means you're not keeping up with the trends to be honest i'm just gonna be real i mean yeah i have i have my cousin does big numbers in she is very very attached to understanding what's going on you know throughout the day things change yeah. and if you're not on top of it you're not going to get good deals for your clients. you're not even going to know what's going on that's so, right that's right and her clients are you know people who have money they don't have time they don't want to hear excuses they just want mm-hmm. you to get it done that's right, right. <laughs> yeah. so good
0: stuff right. yes that's awesome. yes we
1: need a part two to this we do 16 will follow up for that in a couple of weeks and I shall. especially in the screen time. Sh-
0: let's do it. I shall. My, Mike and I pre- keep in pretty good contact. So we're definitely going to make that happen again. And I wanted to do this while it was on my mind, some quick um, housekeeping about the show uh, real quick that we have another uh, episode that we dropped uh, yesterday. That's still out there on YouTube for people to check out in the, in the archives It's also available um, on all the like streaming platforms. So it's Spotify, Apple, uh i mean it's too many to name we're on everything they make fun of me because i put us on everything Mike. so we're <laughs> on everything and you know be able to find there this episode as well youtube and every audio streaming provider known to man out there and back with another show next week with the with the whole crew so anybody mm-hmm. else you, you guys got any part shots because deep about to go network michael probably about to sell another two or three houses he probably had deals going while the interview hey. was happening. I'm about to go to my son's basketball game. Nice.
1: Oh,
0: out there supporting. So he's selling houses, keeping how house, keeping the wife happy, and being there for the little ones. So if you can't buy a house from anybody, buy one from Michael. Go get a tally. Please do.
2: I appreciate it. I appreciate the business.
0: Yes. So we'll have that out there. Easy. I know you're probably gonna probably go watch college football or something like that. So <laughs> I don't think there's any good games on. So. Uh... I'll see. We will. So again, thanks to Michael Talley for being our special guest today. And we'll be talking again soon. So check us out. Radio show. Radio show, The Aftermath. Another episode in the books. We'll catch y'all down the road. All right. Peace. Next time. Yes.